You are now listening to A Hair Life, a podcast that's going to show you a side of the beauty industry that you've never seen or heard before. We capture priceless moments and interviews with your favorite celebrity hairstylists, and we discuss topics ranging from business to everyday black women hair struggles. This is A Hair Life. Happy New Year! Oh, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. So this is a uh, hair life, uh, the first episode of 2021. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today we have the lovely Miss. Me, I'm Nika, known as me. Um, I'm the owner of Nostalgia on Instagram. Um, N N E S T Y L E D Y O U. Um, I'm a hairstylist that specializes in lace. Um, most known for my lace installments, lace sewings, lace units, blueless units, um, that type of thing. So here I am. Nice to meet me. <laughs> so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So we're we'll kick off today's episode like we always do, some basic information about yourself. Yep. We've kind of already touched on it. Yeah. So um, I did a little research like I'm trying to do a lot of guests, and what I noticed what was so interesting about your story is that. You were in nursing school, mm-hmm. so help me just just walk us along the journey, because uh, and I also seen that you're from African descent, yeah. Right? So I also know that like African pride can be really yeah. So tell me first thing, tell us right, like why hair, and you're still in nursing school, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk. About how did you start your hair journey? Okay, so um, yes, I am in nursing school. Um, I'm a senior nursing student at Capital State University. Um, so yes, I'm in school to to get my um, BSN. So, um, where that is. So yes, I am Nigerian, you mentioned, um, and my parents um, are really strict, well, were strict mm-hmm. regarding like the whole hair thing, because I mean, if anyone is Nigerian or knows, the parents really aren't too fond of um, the untraditional, like, route of working and that type of thing. So um, I've always done hair, like, um, as long as I can remember. Um, I've been doing hair like high school, honestly. Um, I've always, even like my sister was a baby, I would do her hair. My mom would just let me like do whatever, whatever came to mind. I would do braids, the whole beads thing. So, um, in high school, yes. Um, anyone who has no or does know me, they know I've always done hair in high school, throughout high school. Um, I kind of took a pause when I was only doing maybe my close friends and family their hair um it wasn't until nursing school anyone who is or has been in nursing school they usually encourage you to not work well, yeah just take a pause on working or um prn or lower your workload because i mean you obviously have to focus in school there isn't really much time to work along with the studying the exams and things like that so um Usually, or I find in nursing school, a lot of my colleagues or my classmates, we, sh- well, I want to say we try to, either if we don't stop, if we don't work, um, you know, stop working completely, we try to find something that can sort of, you know, generate some sort of income and support our lives, you know, bills and things like that. So that's when I probably found myself um, going, I guess, a little bit harder on it because I couldn't work. So they were, you know, I really didn't have time to have a full-time job or something, anything like that. So that is when, about 2015 is when um, I've really started taking care seriously as far as, um, you know, clients and things like that outside of family and friends. 
Um, so that was around the time. I think I made the Instagram page around 2017, mm-hmm. 2016, late 2016. Um, yeah, so I was doing hair then out of my house. Um, yeah, I think I did hair out of my house for like a good year or two, like until, until 2018. Um, 2018 is when I thought I maybe should branch out. It started booming, I guess. Um, so 2018 or something? Around 2018. Okay. So I was, you know, that's when I kind of, I, I got a little skeptical about doing things in my house. I didn't yeah. want to, you know, just different people coming through your house. Strangers. You know. yeah, yeah. So um, I looked to actually um, start working in a suite. So I worked, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I worked in a suite on Charles Street initially. Um, so I'm going to just stop. No, you're fine. I just want to rewind. Okay, fine. All right. Because a lot of people listen to this podcast. Yeah. And a lot of people tune in <clears throat> don't know where we are right uh, yeah so i want to go back to coppin state okay right yeah because coppin state is based where um baltimore maryland in baltimore maryland mm-hmm. that's like one of the best nursing schools <laughs> in the country right yes so fun. you're you're attending one of the best nursing schools in the country yeah. while running a full-time business right. right this is all you do right yeah. school and hair. and hair wow that's me yeah i'm like that's me I try to find time to but yeah, school. Um, I just finished my semester actually, um, December, first week of December. So finished the semester. Thank God, like we coast through that. I don't want to say coast through it, it wasn't coasting, but yeah, yeah I passed with A, so A and two A's with A. So what's your GPA? So, um, my GPA is a three point four. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. So getting there could be better, but three point four is cool. So 2018, <laughs> yeah. business started to pick up. Yeah. Did you pick up more classes or did you drop so, more classes? Let's, what do you? I kept, honestly, I kept it a secret okay. um, in school because I didn't want my professors to know, um, or I didn't want them to think rather that I wasn't putting everything into school. Mm-hmm. So I kept it a secret. Um, ironically, like I said, it, it picked up 2018. My professors actually found out I did here. Um, and they were like, can you do me? Or uh, like, how that type of thing. Yeah. So, like, I didn't tell anyone. Like, I mean, my classmates knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, it was crazy because sometimes my classmates would come up to me like, I found you on Instagram. I didn't even know, like, why I'm here. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't tell anyone. So um, I was actually in lecture one time. Um, so we're sitting in lecture and my professor is talking, she's talking about big things, thrombosis. Well, for us who so, don't know, okay. what is the diagnosis? You, um, when you stand or you stand frequently, yeah. um, you develop veins. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you're standing on your feet all the time. So you just develop deep veins like um, varicose veins and things like that. Okay. Um, just, you know, from being on your feet all the time. So my professor is giving a lecture on that. And then she like looks over me and she's like, yeah, um, for example, Nika. And I'm like... Where are you going? She's like, yeah, you're on your feet all the time doing hair. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, like, where did you even get that from? So yeah, yeah. like my professors even found out that I did hair. So um, yeah, like it picked up. I actually moved into a suite that year. Um, I stayed there for about close to a year. Um, then I moved into the suite that I'm at now yeah. um, in East Baltimore. So that's where I've been for two years. Um, yeah, so literally, like, it. I don't want to say it happened overnight. Um, it was a journey. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's a journey. Because we're 2018, we're 2020 now, we're doing three years. 
So we know when your professors found out, but when did your parents find out? What was that conversation like? Uh, okay, so um, my parents have always, they've always known I've done hair. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in high school, my dad would tell me that all the time. It's like, you know, if anybody who was Nigerian knows, he's like, it's not a fashion parade, that's all you do. Like, you want to just do your hair. It's just so funny. I tell the story all the time. Like, my dad was totally against it. Um, he tried to, I mean, even now, we still have the lectures now, yeah. but um, he was totally against it. My mom was the one, like, she knew, you know, I do other things. Like, I was always the child, I was like, that kind of stood outside the family. I wasn't yeah. the traditional student who wanted, you know, like, to go get her doctorate. So yeah. Like, I like to do only things that make me feel good. Like, I like to paint, I like to sew tools, you mm -hmm. know, like, I like to draw. Like, that's what I did. I would do things like that. that You're an artist. Yeah, it's like, like, I was, you know, that child in the family. My, you know, my sister, my sister, we're both smart, but my sister's the one that's like, straight books, yeah. like, she so you know, you like, your sister. Yeah. Right? How old is your sister? My sister is 20. She's 20. How old are you? Six years apart. Six years apart. Yeah. Six years apart. So you was doing hair from the since childhood. Baby. Yeah. You like, know, like pigtails, ponytails. Baby you know. doll. She was my baby doll. Like I wanted to. I played with my baby dolls until she got here. So like I did all the little artsy things, whatever I thought about the braids, the ponytails, the baldies. Like yeah, she was my test dummy. I Even with the units. So. Yeah. I wonder how she felt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she. I don't think she mind. Yeah. Um, even now, like, it's, I guess it's cool for her, like, her friends will talk, like, they don't know, well, I mean, her friends know I'm her sister, but it's just weird for her when she goes to school, and people are, like, referencing me, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's my sister, like, it's, so I guess it's cool now, I can do her hair, so. Another thing I noticed, too, when I was doing some research was, you're also self-taught. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So, we, it's, we live in a world where self-talk can be a lot of different yeah. things, right? Uh -huh. So are you self-taught from trial and error, or would you say you're self-taught from like watching YouTube? Um, I would I would honestly say trial and error um, more so than YouTube. Granted, YouTube's free, we have YouTube. Um, I went to YouTube, or I looked to YouTube um, when I'm, men had questions mm -hmm. about, um, you know, just specific things as far as like, you know, bleaching, mm -hmm knots on lace and things like that yeah. just like the basics um honestly um i have a really good friend my friend anaya um we were in high school like we love hair like even now we still just love hair so um we would just watch youtube for hours like that was my tv like i would come from outside and just watch youtube all night just all night in bed like to the morning i'm just so fascinated with just hair like the movement of hair um just different techniques to make it look different, um, different styling techniques. I'm, I, I mean, I just like educating or keeping myself educated on different techniques. So <clears throat> I found myself, yeah, I did use YouTube to just, you know, kind of figure out different techniques. Um, even when I was, because I, trans, I tra um, transitioned my hair from, I was getting relaxers. So mm -hmm. even just with that, um, you know, how to figure out what to do with my hair, different growth techniques. Um, just anything I could really find. And I find it, being self-taught is really just about, um, you pretty much just find the basics of everything and you just combine it to kind of make it your own. Yeah. I feel like everything is more so just, um, you know, grabbing as much knowledge as you can and kind of freaking it your own way. Just compile, cause I find myself even now, like everything that I've learned as far as like different sewing techniques and different ways to, you know, just style things. It's just about putting everything together. Um, I find myself combining a lot of the techniques that I had learned to, you know, kind of give my work whatever, you know, look it has now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, more so self-taught, more so trial and error. I literally, I remember 2000, um, 
18 mm -hmm. or 17 maybe, I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, you know, once I learn like, or teach myself rather how to freak a lace, it's over. Like literally, um, it was so trial and error. Describe so. to me, because I've seen your work, mm -hmm. right? But let's just say the people who listen might not have seen your work. Okay. Right. Um, what is freak a lace? Freak lace. Okay. So, right. <laughs> well, you tell me. Do you yeah. like something to drink? Oh, shit. Yes, please. Yeah. Go sauce. Um, so, I just want to know what freaking Okay, so I tell people this all the time. Um, even with classes, you get the basics of how to do something. Um, I feel like it boils down to just getting the basics and you kind of making making it your own, I guess. <laughs> but just kind of making it your own. Um, Everyone has their own style of, you know, doing something. I don't feel like anyone's work is the same as another person's. Yeah. So, um, it's really just about, you know, once you have the basics, you just take what you have or what you know to kind of, you know, customize it or make it your own style of work, I feel like. So, just forget your own type of So, making the lace products look natural, mm -hmm. right? It's so possible. That yeah. includes frontals, closures, mm -hmm. units as well. Yep. There we go. Careful. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you okay? Okay. <laughs> so yes, um, me more so like I don't look at frontal enclosures differently. I feel like a lace is a lace. Oh yes, please. Thank you. Uh -huh. Excuse me. Can you out? No, you're fine. I think I took it to the back. Oh, thank you. I no, no problem. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. I wasn't expecting to pop like that. No, you're fine. Oh, damn. Well, let's continue. So, this is your Right? And your freaking lace. Just mm -hmm. those who are listening, uh, we popped the bottle yeah. and we got still the over <laughs> So. That's gonna make me. I can't. I can't imagine how my face looks now. No, 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 no. That's you're fine. Oh, you might just pull me up. All right, you know, <laughs> it got bubbly. Thank you. So much. Yes. Thank you. Right, no problem. I'm so sorry. I thought it right there. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Oops. I got to hit about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected surprise. No, nah, okay. I did it so gentle. It literally. Like, I thought I would be so subtle. But, guess not. Alright, this could be good. So, we're talking about freaking lakes. Okay. Right. <laughs> we're talking about freaking lakes. <laughs> so, what services do you offer um, as far as freaking the lakes? Okay. Um, Which one you say is more you? Like, if, you, if the book you're known for or a lace you're known for, which lace do you think you do the best, or if not all? Mm, I feel like, well, my goal, honestly, is to. Um, Kind of make the lace look the same, depend like regardless of what service is chosen, chosen as far as lists or even with adhesive. Um, I think honestly, my favorite service might be frontal mm -hmm. installs, glueless frontal installs, or just glueless front uh, sewing, mm -hmm. or um, just frontals. Just frontals. But I like all these. All right, so let's talk about frontals, right? Okay. Because I don't know everything about it. <laughs> Still a little bit, right? Yeah. Just some readings, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. What do you tell your clients who are afraid to try frontals? Who are afraid to try frontals? Okay. Um, 
So more so, um, I do have, I honestly, all, all the time I have clients who are first timers mm -hmm. and I usually try to encourage them to like ease into the whole frontal life. Maybe yeah. start with like a closure. The frontal life. That type of like the frontal life, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get them to like ease into it. Um, a lot of times they'll see my work on Instagram though. So they're just, you know, they trust me, which is always a good thing. They just trust me to jump into the frontal lifestyle. Yeah. So, um. If I do have a first timer or um, you know someone who's never worn lace before and they just want to jump into the closure, yeah. I mean I'm sorry the frontal, um, I try to encourage glueless um, installs just because I feel like that requires less. I mean in my opinion I don't think frontals require a lot of maintenance anyway. But just with the whole adhesive for first timer, I don't think that would be the best option. So I try to encourage um, glueless installs glueless units, usually units, not just because I'm trying to push a unit on someone, just because I feel like um, units last longer. Okay. Um, you can, I like them in my opinion, because you can cut them up, you can layer them up and still have that same style when you go back to put the unit on versus cutting up a sewing. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you have to find the pieces to go back where, you know, after you done layered it and everything like that. So I usually try to encourage my first timers with glueless um, units, okay. glueless frontal units. Yeah, so they found you on clients, everyone knows you on Instagram, right? But how did you come up with the name on your Instagram? Knee Stylesia. Knee So my It's name. funny because Knee Stylesia, I was saying Knee Knee. Knee. Right? Um, I feel like all of my clients, and sometimes I oftentimes don't even correct them, it's just like, yeah, they just call me Knee. As long as you look at it as an ass. My name is, well, Nika. Um, I'm Nigerian, so that's not really how it's pronounced. Yeah. You notice the double N's. Um, so, so how is it, how is it pronounced? Naka. Naka. Mm -hmm. okay. So you pronounce the first N and then you say the rest with the short E. So that's I like Naka better than you. Really? Yeah. Uh, people tell me that every time I correct them, like, yeah, that's not my real name. But um, my dad noticed that when I was a kid, like, people really can't pronounce it. So he just started calling me Nika. I mean, he called me Nika in public and then, like, in the house, I knew my name. But It could be worse. I, <laughs> I have an idea in your friend's name is Farouk. But see, yeah, like, just in the space. Can be worse. Nika, Naka. Yeah. <laughs> It could be a lot worse. It's just a lot difficult sometimes. Like, hey, you pronounce the first N and then, like, well, my name is Nika. But, yeah, that's where it came from. So, the double N, um, usually um, in our culture, well, even my nickname, my name is Nika, like I said. So, my nickname is Nika. So, let's talk about the culture. Okay. Because uh, you mentioned the culture. So, what, what part of uh, your culture, like Nigeria, plays a part in? Like, hair? I know hair is hair. really big and really scarce sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for the part. My culture. Um, I feel like I talk about this often. Um, just being Nigerian, um, I feel like when I was growing up, I my parents didn't. I mean, not to say that we didn't. They didn't like spoon us with nice things. Yeah. We had nice things, but I feel like more so, you just realize the value of everything. Yeah. Um. So, at a young age, just as a kid, I found myself. Just creating because I mean, oftentimes my parents wouldn't give you the money to get something. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of have to create your own. Um, that I feel like led me into making my own clothes, like sewing my own clothes and like that. Like sometimes I wanted, you know, bodysuits or jumpsuits that I couldn't find that you know like were what I wanted. So yeah. I just would make things. I felt like it just made me a bit more creative mm -hmm. in other ways. Um, oftentimes because I mean I'm not I don't spend lavish. I mean. I, Sometimes, every now and then, but you learn to not spend lavishly. Um, you learn to kind of use things until you really can't use them anymore. So, yeah. you, just, you know, even if you find out that you're, you know, your pants rip, you sew them. Yeah. You kind of make things last. So I think that's probably where that stemmed from. I just, um, 
My mom didn't want to pick me to get my hair done all the time. Back when sew-ins were like a big thing. I remember like sew-ins probably when I was in middle school, maybe like at that time probably was like $150 or yeah. something. She's like, yeah, I'm not paying $150 every two weeks for you to get your hair done. Like yeah. three weeks. So I had to learn. I wanted my hair done. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, so. So were your parents born in America or? No, my parents were born um, back home. Okay. Um, both of them were born in Nigeria. I'm a first generation um, Nigerian American. Okay. So, yeah. Did you know, dad come over first or they came over together? Um, they both came over around the same time. Okay. Um, they actually, my dad went to Coppin, actually. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. my, my dad was in nursing school at Coppin as well. Um, my mom went to be triple C, so pretty Both cool. Both nurses? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, that was, you had no choice. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I think with this generation, thank, I'm really thankful now. I find a lot of people in this generation, a lot of Nigerian kids in this generation, yeah. were a bit more open-minded to um, just different sources of income that our parents yeah. weren't. Yeah. Really, I mean, because you know, nowadays, think different things like investing or you know, things like that. Yeah. Our parents don't really find or deem that as safe. Yeah. I mean, it's safe. I mean, if you do it the right way, but for them, you try to tell an Nigerian parent like, yeah, you should invest or you know, you should try the you know, doing different DJing or you know, something else. They really don't. Yeah. See that is like a very trustworthy source of income, mm -hmm. I guess. So. So is it safe to say, uh, being Nigerian and having frugal parents, mm -hmm. it helps you not make a lot of bad business yes. decisions? Yes, um, I tell people that all the time. Um, for one, I find that artists, not even just hairstylists, I feel that a lot of artists think that you you are required to maybe spend more um, to, you know, kind of get that, so, gain that notoriety, I guess. Um, I, I guess even just being frugal, I really, and starting off, I didn't really do or spend much to kind of get my brand out there, I feel. Um, even just with with packaging, like my packaging is nice. It's really nice. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't spend ex exuberant amounts of money to, you know, even just with how I film when I finish doing hair, I, you know, I'm using my iPhone. I don't really use the top notch, you know, cameras and cannons to just get footage. I use my iPhone. Like, just different things to or, you know, just yeah. to get the job done. Even business cards, like I don't, I didn't, if you notice, um, to this day, I've been doing hair for what, since 2015, I haven't done a professional photo shoot. I just try to get my brand out without having to do that, um, you know, the advertising or, not that it's a bad thing, yeah, but I just, you know, yeah, I more so relied on word of mouth and my photos and videos, so. so 2015, you started. Mm -hmm. It's 2021. Mm -hmm. It's about six years. I know. You're like, Crazy. Depending on what you started. <laughs> so, what would you say early on when you first started uh, freaking lace or just doing hair in general, other than your sister, right? <laughs> We're assuming your sister didn't pay you then, and she may not pay you now, who knows, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what challenges did you think you faced early oh. on? Mm, early on. Um, I honestly, even like before we even got here, I was just thinking about it as well. Um, because I often have, I actually have, I have a lot of people all the time ask me in my DMs, like, what did you do to kind of grow your platform? Um, I honestly don't even have an answer because it wasn't something that happened overnight. Because I, I mean, like, honestly, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Um, I honestly remember when I first started, I think the hardest thing really was just to kind of get people to believe in your talent, I guess. 
um, sometimes pictures aren't enough or, you know, word yeah, of mouth yeah, yeah. isn't enough. Um, I think the hardest struggle I had was convincing people that I had a talent. Not yeah. that I had a talent, but that, you know, like my work was good or I could do it, I guess, for the most part. Because um, I remember, like, when I first made the business, I didn't have a lot of people supporting, you know, off the bat. I mean, people that knew me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't think it... Like, I had a lot of people that, you know, were just so open-minded now. Like, you know, now they'll trust me with just about anything. So, yeah. like, um, I would probably say that probably switched maybe 2018. Mm. Um, I actually had, you know, like, celebrities and, you know, people with platforms and influences reach yeah. out to me. Yeah. And I think that probably was what it was. Just being, it was really humbling just having them kind of see um, my talent without me having to like, you know, pay them to let yeah. me do something or give them a free product. They were yeah. willing to kind yeah. of, you know, pay for a service. So I think that was the hardest thing, just getting my work out there, my name out there, and just kind of convincing people that, you know, like I have to tell I can do this. So, yeah. Yeah, so it it's safe to say with the influencers and celebrities that has Instagram really impacted your business? I would say yes. Um, for the good or worse? Or? For the good. I'm so thankful. Not not I don't have wood, but I'm so thankful. <laughs> I don't have, um, I notice a lot of thoughts they might have, um, like, rude comments and things like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm so thankful, like, my platform is just, like, a friendly spot. I really, I rarely have, um, like, rude comments or, you know, things in the caption, I mean, the comment section. So, um, I can say, like, Instagram has, Help me. I don't want to say help me. It's it's kept me motivated for the most part. Um, sometimes, like I, I don't. I mean, I know all stylists and just people and hairstyles in general experiences. Sometimes you do get burnt out or you start questioning yourself yeah. every now and then. I do find um, my following or my followers they do help me like a lot at times when I am feeling however or I'm just not feeling like you know like I can do it or I'm not good enough for me. I post something like I usually will post something old. Every it's rare. I usually try to keep my content new, but I might post something that I, you know, last year, and they keep me pretty motivated in the comment section. So, or just the messages that I get. So, um, I would say for the most part, it has impacted me in a positive way. I try to tell people um, it can get negative when you start questioning yourself. Just off of like, you know, the strength of how fluffed Instagram can be at times with yeah, different stylists yeah. and you might see someone that, you know, that works maybe better than yours, you kind of get carried away. So, I mean, as long as you're not using Instagram in that sort of way, um, I wouldn't really encourage worrying about it. Like for me, I like talking to other stylists, but you know, I just, as far as just um, keeping others motivated as well, that's how you have to look at it. I don't want people to use it in the way of kind of getting discouraged because somewhere, someone's work is better than yours or you feel like someone is doing better than you are at the time, so. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Right, because, because I noticed, um, like in nursing, right? Yeah. Like if you're a new nurse, yeah. you can work, you train, uh -huh. you have hands-on experience, like the nurses are privy probably like, yeah. hey, no, you do, do so it this you, way, yeah. like that. But in the beauty industry, everyone isn't as welcoming or inviting Right. Mm -hmm. Um, without saying names or right, or anything like that, but okay. um did you ever reach out like, early in your career to establish that as a question and been ignored or 
have you, you know, once you've been doing this thing six years now, you're freaking the lace now, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are some of the things that you've encountered either early on or now um, from people in the space? And I can say, well, first and foremost, um, I love my city, but I feel like it can get very competitive. Um, mm. I just feel we don't take enough time. There's always, I feel like, some sort of animosity just in the city um, with anything. It doesn't even have to be hair. I just feel like we don't take enough time to give credit to other people. Not even just in Baltimore in general. Um, if, if you look at it, obviously, just being a hairstylist, like everyone, you know, it, it can get, like I said, pretty fluffed at times. We're all doing the same thing. So I just find like sometimes a lot of stylists are very, um, I mean, I just feel like we don't give each other enough credit. For the most part, it somehow has to be a competition. Um, and that's probably what has come motivated. I don't think of it like that. You know, I literally, if anyone knows me, I just get on and post. And then if I, you know, I see the post, I like it, I comment. You know, like I think it's more so just about keeping everyone encouraged because we all feel the same thing at the, you know, different times. Yeah. Sometimes you get discouraged, sometimes you. I wonder, is that a hairstylist or a beauty industry thing? I think or, it's a beauty industry or a black thing. thing, too, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's. I don't know where it comes from. I just find it's like, you know. I do it something in Baltimore. Then. Yeah, it's like, it just gets very um, competitive at times, um, for the most part, I feel. And, you know, that's why I try to give myself breaks from Instagram because yeah. um, it can get you discouraged. You know, sometimes you, you know, people not showing your post love, you know, people that you know, it's just, yeah, it gets yeah, weird yeah, at times. Yeah. Like, you know, I know, not even that you know they saw it, because that stuff is, it's like, it's, you know, it doesn't mean anything, but it's just like, you know, it gets really competitive. So I try to lay off on Instagram when I kind of give myself breaks, even from work, just to kind of get myself together. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, have I had anyone that I've reached out to when I wasn't, I mean, like I've talked to people, so I've been on both sides of the spectrum. So yeah, I can say there have been maybe, it has been a couple of times that um, I've probably been looked at early on. Next, right? Next? But you're senior, you mentioned. Yeah. Right? So it's the plan to put like, Cause you're both your parents are nurses, uh, so I don't know. It's like the next plan to be like a nurse practitioner, um, to pause for a moment, to pursue your entrepreneurial endeavors. I mean, where? What are you thinking right now? Because I mean, I know once I graduation, you come like anything, right? Uh-huh. But what are you thinking? Is is hair going to be still be full time, or is nursing going to be full time? Anyone who knows me, I love hair. Okay. I love um, I love owning my own business. I love, excuse me, I love um, generating my own schedule. I love being in control of my own schedule. Um, I plan when I do graduate, I'm going back to school for my master's in business, my MBA. Um, so that's what I plan on doing. Have you decided where you want to go? University, of, I, I'm probably more likely going to do it online. Okay. I'm thinking University of Maryland. Okay. So, school. yeah. So I think I'm top 20 in the country. <laughs> So yeah, I'm thinking. Top of middle school. Is that kind of thing? Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I'm gonna go back to my MBA. Um, I like. I'm. It's not that I'm not gonna use nursing, but I feel I love nursing too. Like it's, it's always been sort of a battle for me because I love both. Um, but I'm passionate about hair right now. I feel like um, while I'm still young, I just wanna do everything that I plan to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
you know, just so, not to just say I, I did it, but I don't want to have any regrets. Yes, for know? sure. And so, I, I wasn't going to say this, I was going to say this, like, after, yeah. off camera. Yeah. But, um, I'm 32, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in your 20s, you can mess up and recover, especially with a nursing degree, mm-hmm. right? I'm closer to 40 than I am 20, mm-hmm. right? It's been my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it was me, I think nursing is a great foundation mm-hmm. and you can be a nurse anywhere in the country. Anytime, yeah. Right? So I would explore, but it's a great safety net. I feel like most, and I, people are gonna kill me for saying this, I feel like most stylists don't have long-term safety nets mm-hmm. and I'm probably gonna kill for this as well. I just haven't seen a hairstylist too many times retire as a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, again, I don't say that to bash me here. No, 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 um, I just haven't anyone seen anyone like seventy doing hair. Right. So either I feel like you have to save enough money and consider retirement, and some of them do. Like my aunt owned a shop for thirty years. Yeah. She was able to retire. Yeah. But I think as millennials, sometimes we uh, live in the moment mm-hmm. and we don't really focus on the retirement plan. Yeah. I mean, even if it like. You know, one day you may settle down. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you have kids. You have kids. No, I don't. Right. So one day you want to settle down yeah. and have kids mm-hmm. and, and start a family, and you can do that with hair too. Yeah. Um, but it's also great to have okay. that nursing degree, especially or even the MBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like to see be a nurse practitioner. I know. Yeah. You know, you sound um, like my dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like my dad. Yeah. Because only because I feel like MBA is great, and I think business really well, mm-hmm. and. Those who are listening, I, you know, I own my own business. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally understand uh, what it is and how it operates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know, on average, nurse practitioners probably make more than MBA oh graduates. I know. Like, you know, that's just not an opinion. Yeah. Like, that's factual. <laughs> I don't know how much more, but I'm willing to bet it's yeah. more. You know, so yeah. again, it's about just securing your future and mm-hmm. moving forward. So at least you got a plan. Yeah. So I want to commend you on that. I thank you. So I'm glad you got like, a plan for yeah. that. Thing. You have to have a plan. So, do you teach classes? I get asked this every second of the day, like every second. Um, I currently do not teach yeah. classes. I don't. Um, not saying that I never will because um, I honestly plan on doing so. Why don't you teach um, classes? I don't. Okay, one big, anyone who knows me, I never have time to. Just even me getting myself saying that's crazy. I never have time to do anything. Um, just aside from being the hairstylist, um, I'm the one constructing the units. My sister and my friends were the one packaging the items. Um, you know, when yeah. they're not answering the emails, I'm, you know, going over the emails. I literally am up all the time. So, just aside from doing hair, I mean, that's already, if anyone who is a hairstylist, you know, like, you, you never have time to sleep. My phone is always like, so I barely sleep. And busy, I think, is the term, right? Book and busy. So, literally. Thank so God. Thank you referenced packaging a few times. Mm-hmm. So are they picking up these orders or are these orders being shipped? So What's yeah, I ship orders. Um, my clients, they would typically, so if anyone is uh, wondering, I do have hair on hand all the time. Like um, that's the only time that I update my site when I receive my shipments. So I always have hair, like I literally, you know, have bundles on me yeah. all the time or not all the time when I do receive shipments, but um, I package them. So for instance, when I do restock, I ship them out. Mm-hmm. I try to ship everything out at once. So. Usually it's within, you know, that week of that when they're ordered, I package them myself, I package the bundles, the leaves, yeah. the units, and I pick these. So usually I'll try to like get everything dropped off within the same week at the postal office. Um, 
yeah. Aside from doing hair, like, you know, I may have an order here. I literally leave doing hair to go back home to package orders. So and, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when did you actually go online? Oh, I went online January. <laughs> I was like, it was recent. It was pretty yeah. recent. Um, so 2020, I just January. really made my website January 2020. All right. So um, how was that first order? How did you feel? Because I was already... Before I was online, I think I was still accepting unit orders. I was still shipping them out. Um, but it was just a bit hectic mm-hmm. with just like, you know, the tracking and having some, because I was like, I would just take it to the post office and pay for yeah, yeah. everything there. So it, it was see. so time Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it was just hectic. Like, I wasn't able to, I mean, I was able to track it, but it just was a little bit hectic trying to track orders and everything when. You had like seven different receipts. It, it just was crazy. So um, I, I decided to go um, to e-commerce in January. I literally did the website. I had every, I actually had someone started for me. Um, she actually kind of, I guess she put the, I don't say blueprint. She actually did, you know, like the background work as far as the domain and everything for me. Um, so I went on, you know, put everything up there. Kind of, It's just like, I thought it was like MySpace making websites my space again so went in coded things and you know made it what it is now yeah. so i spent like literally i didn't sleep there a whole day like mm. i stayed up one whole day made the site um and then i dropped it january 2020. so um, how was that first order? oh my god it was so like how was the first order and where did it go it was crazy just because when i did drop it i noticed you're able to track on the site how many people are on the site actively like at that moment it was crazy when i posted it on instagram like I had hundreds of people like on the site that moment. It was crazy. Like it, it just it made me feel really good. Just even having the first order. Um, I think it was the same day. I think I maybe the first day I probably had, I'm not gonna lie, I probably had like four orders the first day. Yeah. Which was still great for me because like I just dropped it like two hours ago. Where did it go? So um the first order, it was I think the first order was in Texas. Okay. Have you re- received any international orders? Yes, it's crazy. See, how is that? I have um I have a couple of clients in UK. So uh-huh. it's it's really humbling for me because every now and then like I'll package. I don't notice like initially when they purchase it, but when yeah. I go into package, I have to do like custom forms. It's crazy. Like I have um regular clients in UK. Yeah. Um just you know, even clients in like Jamaica, they different things like that. It's just really crazy to kind of ship outside of my city. Um I do have a lot of people that purchase in Baltimore, but usually my orders are like mm-hmm. Covering the states, I haven't yet like documented each state, but I've probably touched just about you know a lot of states like yeah. Virginia, usually Virginia. That's Texas, a beautiful thing. Like, yeah, I think oftentimes um, people think hair is a local mm-hmm. or a, even a national. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a global mm-hmm. thing, and it's also not just blacks. Yeah, right. So we, I know for us. We do a lot of international stuff, mm-hmm. and we sell it to a lot of, a lot of different races. Yeah. So a lot of people will think all the times, even like there's times that I've talked to white people, and it's like, oh, what do you do? And like, oh, really? No, oh, whoa, wait a minute yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sell to Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, literally. Weinstein as well. <laughs> you know, so, it's not it's on me. Uh, it's not on yeah. um, a black thing. No, like an American no. thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it, they're extensions. I feel like. Extensions are fun. Like if you're a female or just anyone, like they're fun. Like I don't think extensions are, you know, just for any specific race or yeah. gender. Like they're extensions. I think everyone should have fun with wigs. I often have like you know Caucasian clients that 
purchase for me. Like it's not just the, even just with different hair textures. Like, you know, it's not only an African American thing. I don't think, I think everyone should have headphones extensions. Like why not? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've become this, um, let's say international sensation. Ugh. Right? Because you you're sitting you have clients in the UK. Yeah. Um, Instagram is popping, you're freaking the lace. No freaking. You're but not teaching classes. So <laughs> you know, we know what's next personally and with school. Yeah. What do you think is next business for the business? Ooh, I honestly um this, I'm so thankful for where I'm located now, where I actually um operate out of now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've recently, like, even within the last few months, I've found my space currently, I feel like it's small to me. Like, when I first got my, my spot, it just was, it was a breath of fresh air because I had somewhere outside of, um, where, you know, my home. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, I had somewhere else to kind of go. Usually, I would just find myself then, or even just now, I would go there to just, when I was, things on my mind, I would just go to create. Yeah. So, it was so nice to just have a space, um. You know, aside from my room, but I find it now to just be small. I don't know if it's just because that's maybe a sign, or that's maybe God telling me like hey, you should expand. But it's it's like tiny to me now. I don't know why. I've recently been feeling like this. I find myself getting more irritated being there because I just feel like I don't have enough space. Um, I want bigger, so I'm actually looking to open a salon. Um, not not going to want to jinx anything. I haven't solidified anything, but um, I've been. Looking, I'm in the, the works of finding somewhere to operate out of, which is, you know, whether it's a commercial space or, you know, just somewhere bigger um, to maybe house other girls that, you know, they kind of want this too, or even for the classes, you know, that's kind of where the classes, everything falls. So everything is in the works. I'm trying to, you know, get everything together. I do eventually want to start teaching, um, you know, and even just from those classes, to, if I have space, you know, I would want some of those girls, you know, to try to come in and work mm -hmm. with me. Um, or just, you know, someone that I can appoint to be the shop leader with me. Just, I'm looking to do different things, but yes, I am looking to purchase a salon. Um, I do want bigger. I want to expand. I feel like that's what life is about. It's about expansion. Um, you shouldn't, you know, be too stagnant anytime in your life. I feel like you should just try to, you know, you're good now, try to be better. So I'm looking, so we'll see how that goes. But yes, I am looking to purchase a salon in the coming year. Can I say one thing? What? <laughs> I think the goal should be growth. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. And oftentimes, um, stylists want to open salons and that's great, mm -hmm. but you can still only service a certain amount of people per day. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. So as a millennial, what I often do is try to challenge stylists yeah. to go against the norm yeah. and figure out what else you can do to grow, mm -hmm. whether it be digital products, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be introducing additional products yourself. Yeah. Right? I like that. Um, in addition okay. to the salon, yeah. because like I mentioned earlier, you still fall into that trap of mm -hmm. 60 or 70. Yeah, you know? you're right. So no, you're absolutely right. Um, I would just challenge you. Again, not saying you think no, 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 no. I like that you're saying like, just I like that. also think about how the best way I can put it is like this. How can you make money off your talent without actually doing the work? Exactly. But still your talent, not 
other people's yeah, talent, yeah, like, yeah. like hiring other hairstyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how can you make money off your talent, your talent. without actually styling their hair mm-hmm. or selling their hair? You're products. right. No, so you're right. Just that perspective alone. You're right. Uh, would be my 20, 21. Well, was it New Year's resolution yeah, no, no, for you? No. I think you look at now, which is something to think about. Because um, I just like to see other people win. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Uh, so I'm, you. I encourage you to think about that. Um, we're probably going to wrap up the first few minutes and see. Do we have any questions on Instagram at all? If we have any questions on Instagram, I know you guys probably can only see her, you can't see me. That's my design. No? Quite perfect. So, no questions. So, we have a question for you, though. Okay. And just, and we, we can probably end with this. Okay. Um, what do you think is your biggest asset? Talent? Or your work ethic? Because I've heard you say many times, yeah. I don't sleep. I, my poor sister. Yeah. <laughs> I chopped the hair off and grew back. Thank God, right? I've been on YouTube for hours and hours. And you're one of the first people I can say that we've interviewed and talked to mm-hmm. that is still passionate about hair. A lot of people try to get away from the chair. Oh, yeah. You're the first person I've come across, let's just some podcasts, yeah. in general, a long time uh-huh. that loves what they do. hair, the textures, and different things. So, what do you think is your biggest asset? Your work ethic or your talent? Um, I would say, honestly, both, but I would say my work ethic. Um, I've noticed a lot of times when I am under pressure, a lot of people may crumble under pressure. I kind of like the pressure. I feel like I work better under pressure. Um, my work ethic, like, I, I, I mean, I feel like that might be it. I like things perfect. Um, so I find myself constantly working to perfect things. And um, whether it's, you know, just the time that I respond, you know, just different aspects of my business. Um, I find myself trying to perfect it. I like things perfect, so I find myself working regardless of what it takes to just get perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever perfect, but um, I think that might be my biggest asset. Um, again, you mentioned I love hair, so I, my goal never was to ever get away from hair. I tell myself that all the time. I can never see how, not even just any stylist in general, but it's just crazy to think that, you know, like, this is where it started. I, I don't really get satisfaction. I tell my clients all the time. It's not necessarily about the sales. Um, I literally just get joy out of doing hair. Um, the fact that I can do hair and film, like, to me, that is fun. My friends find it, too. Like, I usually don't do much else besides hair because I find it fun. Like, this is fun for me. I don't really see it as work. I tell my clients that often. It's just ironic that I get paid to kind of have fun i mean doing hair and making a video like that's fun to me so. and that's how life <laughs> like i think that's the greatest thing to me honestly it's just um it's like i'm having fun every other day of the week to and then i'm getting compensated for like you can't beat that so yeah. it's crazy but yeah so, I, I mean i would say my work ethic my work work ethic excuse me so so work yeah. ethic jumps off <laughs> yeah so, so this is my last question. Oh, you're fine. Okay. What would you tell yourself six years ago? Because now you're 26. Six years ago, you've been 20. So what would you call? What would you tell 20 year old Neca, who has these hair dreams and aspirations? Wow. Um. One thing though. Yeah. One thing. You can tell them multiple things. You can tell them one thing. One thing. Yeah. I would probably tell myself to not like don't fight it. 
um, like I mentioned earlier, cool. I, yeah, don't fight it. Um, I found myself, even when I was 18, I knew what I was passionate about. I've always known what I was passionate about. And that's just creating, whether it was hair tools, like um, sewing on the sewing machine, painting, drawing, whatever. Like I like using my hands to create things. I've always been that way. Um, that's the most, like, I can't even express it in words how therapeutic that is for me. Just to be going through different things, to have that outlet, whether it is hair or me just, like, locking myself in a room and, like, painting or drawing or something. Like, that to me is so therapeutic. I would have told myself um, at 18 to just go with it and not fight it. I found myself at that age maybe telling myself that, you know, maybe this isn't really what's for me. I've always known, like, I wasn't destined for just one area of work. I always wanted to have my hands in different things. I never felt like I was destined to just work this job, and that was the end of it for me. Um, so, yeah, I probably would have told myself, yeah, just go with it. Um, that's what you love. I just feel like when you love something, you can't really fail at it. Um, I never, even if, you know, back then, like, I knew if I did decide to go with hair or I just decided to kind of put myself into my business, it wouldn't fail. Like, I don't think, not even just to say that in any way, being cocky or anything, but I don't, I don't lose. I don't want to say that, but, you know, anything that I find that I put myself into wholeheartedly, anyone, not even just me, how can you, you know, like, that's just if you like making clothes, if that's something that you're passionate about, you can't really fail. I don't think your business will fail that way. You won't find a drop in sales. You're always going to find something to kind of, you know, either generate sales or kind of refresh your business. So I never thought that even if I did decide to go with hair, it wouldn't fail. It was, you know, I, I knew it was going to bang. I didn't know how at that time, but I knew I was going to figure out a way to kind of get it to jump off. So, yeah, I probably would have told myself, just go for it. Like, I, I honestly wish at that age, at 18, I had just gone into it. Um, I spent so many years just nervous or focusing on the fact that there were so many people in that same field as me. I prolonged it for a long time. It honestly um, was my, my, my good friend, Kiara, Kiara and Joy, actually. Um, they pushed me to make the Instagram. I say that all the time. Like, um, I didn't have a business page, so it was strictly word of mouth. We were literally in a group chat one day, and they're like, yeah, don't text us until you make the Instagram. Like, <laughs> if you're going to like, like that. make the Instagram, and then, like, call us later. And I literally made it that day. Like, I'll never forget that. They forced me to make that page. And, like, you you love doing hair. Just do it and take pictures and show people. They're, I would always make comments, like, you know, why would so-and-so book me to do that? It's like, they're like, how would they know? Nobody knows you do hair besides us. Like, just make the Instagram show the world that you, you know, you can actually do yeah, it. Yeah. So I made the Instagram and started taking pictures and videos. And I mean, here we are today, 2021. So, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's just crazy don't how things it. change. Yeah, yeah, like I would have just told myself at 18, like, don't fight it. Just go. And I, just to anybody, you, you oftentimes have a pull towards something. Just go, you know, like, just go for it. Yeah. It's like you spend so much of your time telling yourself why you can't do something, just do it. And if it does fail, it's like, I mean, things fail. It's not, you know, everything's not going to be successful. Um, I've had, you know, I've lost, I've won too, but you know, like, you lose, you win some, like, just go for it. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that concludes <laughs> our first episode of A Hair Life 2021. She has big things in store. Hope you guys are excited. Oh,
Thank you. Oh, and that's a wrap. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem.